What's up, Familia? We're here to discuss Hellfire Gala Year Three. Oh, I know, I know, Flink. I know. I, I, I don't know if you're if you're giving me an official introduction or what, but I'm jumping in here to say, hey, it's Flink, and we're we're gonna pop off about the 2023 Hellfire Gala events. Okay, because it is notable to say the least. Did you think in summer of 2020, when we were brainstorming podcasting, that we would ever be covering an event like this? No, no, because I honestly, it's hard for me to think of a mainstream Marvel event that has gone quite how uh, this goes down. I, I say mainstream because maybe the maybe a you know a little hint at what's to come the ultimate universe had had something like this go down but uh i think this is fairly unique not to get ahead i i know so it's so funny we we both read the issues i feel like you know my overall thoughts but i don't know your overall thoughts and this is why i love discussing comics with you and that's why our friendship has lasted like so many decades because it's like i just i want to hear your thoughts but it's going to be a long episode folks at home so get comfortable because we're gonna sound off <laughs> quite a bit but quite quite a bit the one thing we need to talk about because i was screaming when this happened was that jennifer garner has been confirmed to be returning as electra in deadpool 3 i i tears of joy screaming crying fainting like full-on passing out over the top dramatics i I, I don't know if I have quite gotten into uh, my love for Alias and Jennifer Garner, the TV show Alias, uh, not the Jessica Jones comic book, uh, and my love for Jennifer Garner. So, like, I am full-blown Stan. You and I have gotten into wars over Buffy versus Alias, Jennifer Garner versus Sarah Michelle Gellar quite frequently uh, over over the, the last couple of decades. And I, I'm proud to say that I did win the J.J. Abrams-Joss uh, Whedon battle that we used to fight. I proudly won that one. That's fair. Proudly letting you win on that. Like, uh, there's no, I can't defend that. There's no, no defending. There's no, no defending that. Uh, no. So I, I, it's funny because I was actually trapped in like a five hour car ride with my husband, Kenny. Uh, we were about like an hour, 90 minutes maybe into the car ride when the news, uh, about Jennifer Garner hit. And I literally, he, he thought something like someone died because I sucked. I literally sucked all of the oxygen, like out of the vehicle. Like (laughs) he was like, Oh my God, what, what, what's wrong? And it was like, Jennifer Garner is coming back as Electra. And I like, I, I'm not even fucking kidding you. I would go like silent for like 15 minutes and then be like, oh my God, is she going to get a Marvel Legends? And then I'd be like, oh my God, is she going to play the role alongside Charlie Cox on Daredevil Born Again? Oh my God, uh, this, that, and the other. Like I was full-blown fangirling and poor Kenny was trapped in the car for four hours. I played Evanescence like so, twice. That is my big thing. Is Since Jennifer Garner's coming, can Evanescence score her scenes? Like, I, I need that. Wake me up inside. I love that song. Bring me back to life. I can't wake up! I'm like, yes. <laughs> give it. We can, That that's one of my karaoke songs. Uh, and I traditionally do, like, the rap rock portion of it. Uh, I can do a pretty good rap rock. But no, I, I am beyond anybody else from the Foxverse coming back, even the X-Men. I have wanted Jennifer Garner more than anything because she was so underrated in that role. She is such a good actress and she did like all of her own weapons work. So if you like look yeah. at the fight scenes, she's it's like, her. They're, 
her, it was her. They're getting close-ups of her face as she's using real weapons. So like right. when she's like slashing those like dummy, whatever they are, with yeah. sands, bags of sand. I mean, and her face. I mean, Alias prepared her for a role like that. Definitely. Like, definitely. I know there's, you know, there are people who talk about the casting and how problematic it could have been, but like this is the early aughts. Yeah. It's it, 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 it just those conversations weren't happening. It's not fair to use today's conversation to apply it to the past because she was phenomenal in the role. And you can see why someone would have been like, yeah, Jennifer Gardner, she could do her own studs. She is extremely yeah. badass. I, I, I've always loved it. I've defended the Electra movie. I like the Electra movie. I love the Electra movie. Listen, is it the greatest story of all time? No, but oh. it's fairly, fairly basic. She looks incredible. There's some excellent, you know, stunt work and fight scenes in it. I it's, 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 you know, not the best 90 minutes you could ever spend, but it's certainly not a waste of your time. Well, you know, ever since she walked in in the Daredevil movie with that denim jacket and like her hair just blowing, like, you know, she had the Mariah fan off screen. Oh, yes. And, oh, my God. I was just like, I fell in love with her. And then when like Ben Affleck Daredevil goes up to her and like grabs her by the wrist and she's like, I don't like being touched either. And then they fight on the on the playground. And he's here like, does every guy have to do this to introduce yourself? And she's like, try asking for my number. Perfect. It was just fun. It's fun. It was fun. It was, it was fun. fun. And she's badass. So like, I, I don't know if it's a cameo. I don't know if she's going to have, you know, a, a decent size role in it. I don't really care. I'm just happy that she's going to be in it. I hope that she's wearing a red costume. And if they make a Marvel Legend, I'm going to buy a hundred of them and make every single alias she ever had uh, on alias. And and I, I, I need them to do it. I need it. Right. I need it. Right. And there's um the reason why we're talking about this and not something like Famke versus Elizabeth Olsen is because a Hollywood reporter has confirmed the story. Yes. This is not a rumor. She is returning. It's an exclusive on the Hollywood reporter. Jennifer Garner is coming back. And we did have Wolver Steve on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, and we talked about some of the, the potential rumors that were swirling around. One of them was. Ben Affleck's Daredevil was going to yeah. make a cameo here. I wonder if J-Lo will allow Ben Affleck to, to be on the same <laughs> set. I, You know, I, I would have questioned that just like a couple of weeks ago, but I actually, I I feel like she's making a good effort to, to co-parent. Oh, I agree. I oh, actually I meant... saw a photo of them with, with Ben and Jen's kids a couple yeah. of weeks ago. And I'm like, okay, this could be, you know, this could be a little bit more cordial than, than we think it is. But that being said, I think Electra can be the star of this one. I don't think we need Ben Affleck coming in here and and, and doing anything. I think we can let Electra have this one. If we got him, that would be cool. But I would prefer to give whatever screen time they'd give him to Jennifer instead. Yeah, personally. I agree. I mean, personally, I would love it that like he's like in the scene with her and he comes in, you know, Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool comes in and you're like, oh, I need you, Electra. And like they hop into another dimension together, something like that. Whatever. Yeah. However, yeah. they're doing this story, but I mean, uh, I wouldn't mind, you know, seeing her, her, her punch her ex-husband in the face. Like that would be <laughs> kind of fun. <laughs> but other than that, you know, he doesn't, we, I, I, I'm not even a, a Ben Affleck hater and he can stay, you know, away yeah. from this one. No, and when I was saying that I don't think J-Lo will allow him, it's not because I don't think uh, J-Lo and Jennifer Garner can't co-parent. I think it's more because of everything that's going down with The Flash and his career. And and yeah, I know. Did you see The Flash, Sidebar? Oh, no. No, I I, I appreciate that uh, Warner Brothers took a chance on a gender-fluid uh, actor like Ezra Miller, but unfortunately, the way they have handled themselves over the last couple of years, it's a, it, it it's an NG, it's a no go, it's a no go, yeah. it's no good. 
No good. I, I agree. I did go watch it and I liked it, but I think all the press with Ezra Miller just tarnished it. I mean, and you have Ben Affleck in that movie and obviously Michael Keaton is still tank. So I'm curious if Ben Affleck, not, I, I was joking about JLo, but like his management, if they think it would be a yeah. good idea. I will say listen, stay away for, listen, I, I would imagine we got Jennifer Garner. I'm happy. I knew you would be happy. What, what are your thoughts on the yellow suit before we get into Hellfire Gala 2023? I mean, listen, it's Hugh Jackman in the blue and yellows. Like everybody has wanted him to be wearing for 20 years. It looks good with uh, with Ryan Reynolds next to Deadpool. And, uh, you know, I, I hope that uh, maybe when we get actual MCU Wolverine there there is a little less like militaristicness to it but for what the Fox universe is and has always been I think it looks pretty fantastic I agree I think it's a really good leap I think everyone's really excited for it everyone who is here like oh my god there's superhero fatigue out there blah 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 like the internet blew up with with this reveal everyone was so happy for it and I knew you would like it too because I I think, and, and this has always been my criticism of the recent Fox X-Men films, the last couple ones, that, you know, the X-Men films were responsible for giving us movies like the MC that we got in the MCU, but it yeah. did not evolve with the genre. And they no. just kept sticking to those black, you know, leather costumes, which were great in the early aughts. They were really great. Yeah. But now it's like you had to evolve. So I'm, I'm glad to see Hugh Jackman. Dude, he's like 55 and he looks so good. He looks amazing. He looks like he could just like beat the shit out of me and I would love it. Uh, <laughs> that's a genuine laugh. Um, yeah, I and I hate saying that like someone who's 55, oh my God, they look so good as I'm approaching. 40. How ages? I know how ages, but like I, it needs to be said that like at a certain age, our <laughs> bodies just don't function the way they used to. And his body looks better today than it did yesterday. So I- Clearly, he's inherited some of his character's healing factor because, I mean, the man has barely aged over 20 years. I've never been attracted to Hugh Jackman Wolverine, but these photos, seeing these set photos, I'm yeah. like, whap, 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 whap. I'm Same. like, I, I'm into Same. it. I'm into it. Okay. This is what we've all been waiting for. All right. Well, speaking of what we've been waiting for, Hellfire Gala 2023, third annual Hellfire Gala. I. I don't even know where to begin with my feels. I, I want to give like general teases on my feels. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm walking away from it. Not as happy as I thought I was going to be. Like I was really excited for fall of X. I was really excited for this hellfire gala. We've been speculating for months about this. I thought it was going to, I thought I was going to have a better reaction to these pages than I actually have had. And I knew I was going to hate it. <laughs> I I knew because the way that the X books have been going slowly but steadily over the last couple of years, just kind of quality falling off as we go. I I I I knew that whatever they had planned uh, was likely to be a cheap stunt, and I I would say that this is that um cheap stunt is 100 percent the way i would describe this yeah absolutely absolutely. nothing less nothing nothing more nothing nothing less and i will say that i actually don't hate it as much as i thought i was going to or maybe even as i should and i think that that's because uh you know jerry dugan does a good job scripting it and and i i it it doesn't make up for for what 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 goes down. <laughs> what goes down like, I at think all. it's you know there's this 
I, I, so I agree with you on the quality of the X books, especially like my last memory of really enjoying an X book was when, do you remember when we were doing generations of X and we were covering sword issue yes. one and I was at my deals place in Delray beach. And I just remember thinking I'm having so much fun with the X books recently. And, and then of course we had our divorce, but I remember thinking like, as I was going through the books during our interim of not speaking, I was like, these are okay. I mean, I guess I must've liked it because I was talking about it with, with Flink. And then somewhere around Inferno, Trial of Magneto and 10 Lives and 10 Deaths, I was just like, what is this story yeah. here? And listen, yeah. that is a Hickman story. That is a Leah Williams story. Those are writers I, I do feel are strong. And I was like, yeah. there's something here that's just not landing with me. And so since then, I come it's not that I, I'm divorced from the weeklies. I just, I wait for them. I, I pull Flink. I wait for them to be on Marvel yep. Unlimited. Or yep. I just read the spoilers on X Twitter and I sort of have an idea of what's going on or read the issue summaries. But I was hoping this was going to bring me back full time to the X books, like weeklies. Like I need to cover them. I need to talk about them. And I'm not walking away feeling good. Yeah, feeling good is uh, not uh, something I would say to describe this book at all. It is the opposite of fucking feel good. Um, and I'm I'm similar to you. I fell off uh, weeklies somewhere around Inferno. Um, I, I wait the six months for Unlimited. But even on that, I've fallen behind on most everything. I think Immortal X-Men is the only one that I have really kept up with. Praise to Kieran Gillen for actually giving his characters voices uh, whether or not I love, you know, the, all of this sins of sinister stuff, I, I I don't know. I haven't even read any of it. I'm not excited to read any of it. So what, what I can't even like comment on on sins of sinister, but certainly the stuff that I have read uh, up to the point that I can on, on Unlimited has not been my favorite. And what's wild is being six plus months behind. I don't and a, an entire event, by the way, sins of sinister, having not read that, I don't feel like I've missed anything. Where this starts, Sins of Sinister, that issue one, I, I raved about it. I think I told you you needed to read it. I was like, you're gonna yeah. love it. Was so good. And then I don't know what came afterwards. I, I literally, it's just I'm like, oh, okay, shrug. It, it, it's just such a convoluted story that's like lost in its own mess. Did you? Did, what did you think of Dark Web? Finally, did you read Dark Web? I did read Dark Web, and I thought it was weird. Yeah. Um, I didn't hate it. I didn't. I didn't dislike it in any way really i just thought it was kind of a weird story for madeline specifically because it kind of ended exactly for her exactly where it started so it's kind of like Agreed. what was the point of all that but at the same time i don't want to complain about putting maddie front and center of a big crossover so i i can take part of it i can leave part of it i i didn't i don't have any strong feelings either way it was fine which is yeah. about how I sum up most Marvel comics these days. I, I feel it's so funny because like, I feel some of the current books and we're going to talk about this with this issue, I, the crossovers it, it, it's crossover after crossover. Like I dark web hadn't been done when sense of sinister started and you're like, okay, well this is inconsequential, but also I think some of the story beats with the characters aren't landed. Right. In the way they should right. like Maddie. I really wanted to get in the thick of Maddie. Like I don't need yeah. Bitch slapping Maddie. I'm sorry. First of all, no. Out of, out, so out of character for Gene. So out of character for Gene. And also disrespect to Madeline. the disrespect. 
respect. And you know how I feel about my God Queen. But like these these are two women who were genetically abused by this creep. And 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 Cyclops, by the way, has gone in so much, you know, negative, you know perspectives because he left Maddie during the 80s but like a good counter argument for Cyclops would have been like hey this guy this creep has also been stalking me since I was a kid in an orphanage oh, like, shit. yeah why, why why aren't they tackling these issues you know what I mean and like how about this gene being like hey Maddie here's kid cable here's here here's adult cable like we need to heal here like yeah anyways so taking that kind of like missed opportunity I'm going to translate it to my feels here for the Hellfire Gala, but I I think we should just get into it. Let's just let's I, recap and then yeah. However, the conversation takes us you wherever know. It, it's going to go all over the place. So, guys, slide into our DMs with your feels about the Hellfire Gala at Flinkman at Power of X Men and. If you want to yeah, so warning. be warned that um, a lot happens in this issue, so I'm definitely going to try to keep it as brief as I can in my recap here as I pull out the handy-dandy iPad um, while making sure to hit all the highlights. So bear with me, and uh, here we go. Yeah, and folks at home, spoilers, 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 you are going into spoiler territory now. We are going to like spill all the tea and it is piping hot and it's going to burn you, put you in the emergency room. So, <laughs> um, so the book opens with a scene set earlier in the Krakoan era. We're not sure when, uh, with Emma and Scott revealing that Ms. Marvel, uh, is a mutant and they're sort of discussing the best way to delicately inform her so that they don't disrupt her life. Um, well, unfortunately, Zeb Wells and the Spidey editors, they had other plans for Kamala. So we cut to the formerly deceased Ms. Marvel waking up um, like all mutants do in Arbor Magna on Krakoa. Um, and we get a cute little scene with Kamala and adult Cyclops that, that acknowledges their friendship from when her and teen Scott were on the champions a few years back, which I didn't read that, but I thought it was cute to, to see, you know, Marvel actually acknowledging their continuity. Who, who would have thought? Um, but then Kamala informs, you know, all of the assembled X-Men that she would rather not come out as a mutant right now. And it's kind of left um, open-ended as to what her mutant power might be or whether undergoing uh, the Inhumans' terogenesis will have completely blocked its emergence. Um, and Emma is disappointed that she's not yet willing to come out, but she, uh, you know, still brings in Jumbo Carnation to dress her for the Hellfire Gala which kicks off on the next page as our hosts let me get it out let me let me make sure i've got this right um with our, yes our hosts the stepford uh cuckoos um, they're sort of there they look fabulous by the way and a friend of the podcast luciano vecchio's uh designs they look beautiful um they sort of set the lay of the land and they promise um you know that this year's big reveal because there's always one the first year was terraforming mars uh in involves forge building cities that uh, sort of cities of the future um, that will solve the the housing and food shortages. Um, then suddenly an alarm goes off at the at the tree house in New York and Cyclops bounces to go check out what's going on. More on that later. And yeah, the gala is just sort of trotting along nicely until your favorite drama lesbians, Destiny and Mystique, roll up, um, looking fabulous, but but having a bit of a tiff. Um, for some reason, Raven isn't listening to Irene, which um, you, you kind of think she'd know better by now, but, you know, whatever. Um, 
Then Ms. Marvel shows up in her fabulous Jumbo original, and she expresses gratitude to Xavier for resurrecting her. Um, and he sort of just hopes that she'll share her mixed mutant uh, and human heritage soon. So from there, we cut to a handful of X-Men hanging out with Avengers before the A-Team is called off to assist Captain America. Uh, and Rogue goes with them. But before she does, she sort of notes to Emma that it's unusual for Captain America's distress beacon to ever be activated. But there's no time to dwell on that because now it's time for the annual X-Men vote. Um, and before the, the yeah, things are as usual at this point. Um, but, but our first little bit of unusualness comes when Jean informs everyone that uh, she and Cyclops will actually be stepping down as leaders of the X-Men and Sink and Talon, which is uh, the older X-23, uh, will be taking over um, their leadership duties with Cyclops and Jean's implicit trust. Um, and now the moment we have all been waiting for, of course, your new team of X-Men is... Drumroll! All six characters that were up for the fan vote. So that's Dazzler, Cannonball, Jubilee, Frenzy, Prodigy, and Juggernaut. We don't have any indication of who actually wins. You know, sort of everybody wins. Um, and we get kind of a, a truly astonishing team. Um, it's a decent mix of women, people of color, even a queer person of color. Um, and I, 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 I love that Marvel is clearly done uh, dicking around mutant fans. Uh, they're clearly listening and they want to give uh, what the people, what they want. Um, and there's even a falling star to commemorate this momentous occasion as as we have our new team of X-Men. Everything is perfect and happy. Okay, just kidding, y'all. That's not, that's not, mm -mm. that all happens. No, um, no. But as soon as Jean has announced the new team with our beautiful annual Russell Dodderman splash page. We turn the page and Nimrod oh. literally mows them all down poorly oh and graphically. Oh, that so falling graphic. star, it was actually uh, Nimrod entering the atmosphere undetected at terminal velocity. Dazzler Cannibal Prodigy instantly ripped in half. Frenzy's fucking head explodes. Uh, we're told that everyone on the island would have died had it not been for Jean uh, controlling the shockwave with her telekinesis. Um, all before we literally see Nimrod stomp Jubilee's head in. in I'm, I'm just going to insert a very dramatic pause because I feel like people might need a moment to process all of that. But there isn't a moment to process any of it because, oh. of course... Uh, the X-Men leap into battle um, and Ileana attempts to teleport everybody out before realizing she can't because her drink was laced with nanotechnology and her powers are blocked. Um, high on his, you know, newfound Omega-ness, uh, Iceman, of course, leaps into action, but he is melted from the inside out by Nimrod as his hot mustachioed boyfriend, Romeo, watches in horror. So, um, yeah, things are things are going great. You know, everyone is having a really great time at this gala. Uh, so then the only person left from the the newly formed and freshly massacred X-Men team is Juggernaut, um, who, of course, attempts to take on Nimrod, but only succeeds in taking out uh, the tower on the island where they're all celebrating. And 
I think it's kind of open-ended whether he gets himself killed or not, but we don't even have time to process that because the situation gets even worse. Uh, Stark Sentinels descend on the island. Dr. Stasis and Omega Sentinels show up. Uh, Modok shows up and they all reveal that all of these wonderful mutant pharmaceuticals have a backdoor kill switch and they activated it causing all of the human patients that the X-Men conveniently invited to the gala to uh, turn feral and start attacking each other. I swear we're, we're my, Oh, I'm going to get, I'm going to get to take a sip of water soon. But uh, as this battle scene uh, kind of drags, drags on a little bit, we do get some cool moments as I'm scrolling through. I see strong guy and kitty doing a fastball special, uh, Kingpin joins in to protect his wife, Typhoid Mary. Exodus and the Five are getting some cool moments, but uh, it, 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 it's really, it's really not, it's really not a fair fight. And just as the mutants sort of seemingly begin to turn the tide, and Gene um, begins to take control of things. You know that 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 thing, things turn around. That that's it. You know that's all the carnage that one comet could uh, possibly contain. There's nothing else bad happens here. Oh right, right. No, 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 no. Sorry, so sorry to you specifically because I forgot mm -hmm. to mention mm -hmm. that uh, that the X Men's friend turned foe Moira McTaggart steps out of a Krakoan gate and stabs Jean all the way through the gut. Uh, uh, and and then as Gene dies, everyone lives happily ever after. <laughs> I get my perfect ending, uh, and everything is just is just wonderful. It's just wonderful, right? Right. That that that's all that happened, right? I am severely traumatized by this panel because Moira comes up behind Gene and says, "Hello, Gene," and stabs her with what is it called again? It's that thing from Otherworld. It's like blight swill oh, or something like that. Blight yes. swill. It's and, some sort of potion from Blightswill. Yeah. Yeah. That that neutralizes mutant powers, which this doesn't even make sense. It's just an excuse to make sure Jean dies because Jean will later on be using her powers in the issue. But whatever. Fine. You have to stab Jean. And before Jean was being stabbed, she was uh, trying to communicate with Cyclops saying that, hey, you need to get back here right now. But Cyclops, as we saw in Free Comic Book Day, was fighting with Captain Krakoa and was thrown off the treehouse and fell on the ground. And rightfully so, it's like, Jean, I can't feel my legs. And it's like, yeah, buddy, you just fell off of like how big of a, of a fucking story here. And Jesus. and he's here like, wait, Gene, I can't feel you. And so Moira is like hovering over Gene, you know, explaining how she was able to stab her with, you know, the potion from Otherworld. And she's mocking Charles saying, look at what I've done to your favorite pupil. And then we get this beautiful page of Hope, Talon, Sink, Rasputin, and all of the X-Men, Miss Marvel included, here going off into battle. And the caption reads, the sight of Gene struck down detonated a bomb in the children of the atom victory will be theirs i don't know flink it's victory. sure sure jan sure 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 so we have moira who comes up behind charles and grabs him by the mouth and then holds that blade up to his neck saying that you need to stop them you know right now take control of your pupils if not you know Things are going to get worse. And Charles removes his helmet and says, God, forgive me. I surrender. And he bows in front of Emma and all of the other X-Men that are active. 
as they are being mind controlled by Xavier. And so quick note here, everybody's fucking costumes are still flawless in the middle of all this carnage, by the way. Love oh, I that. know. I know. I was hoping they would have like blood splattered everywhere, but we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, so, yeah, so they hacked the Krakoan gates. They've hacked the medicines and they want all the mutants to be gone. They want them off the planet. They're they're a cancer and they don't want them to be on Earth anymore. So Charles is going to be telepathically controlling them to walk through the gates um, onto, I believe, Mars. They're just going to be off Earth. And, you know, Xavier's like, please don't make me do this. And then we hear a voice from beyond the grave. Firestar, wake up. And Firestar is like, what? Gene, is that you? And Firestar is on the astral plane with Gene. And she says that she has gone into Dr. Stasis's mind and that there is a little opening there and she should use it to erase everything. But she needs to be bigger. They all need to be bigger because she is going to plant a suggestion, an idea within Dr. Stasis that Firestar is a traitor, that she was an informant. But in actual fact, this is just Gene manipulating Dr. Stasis into believing that so they can place Firestar right at the heart of Orcus. And Firestar comes up with the suggestion that, no, let's not do it as something that was after. Let's do it something as before, that she has been feeding uh, information to Orcus since before she was elected onto the X-Men. So then we get a splash of Charles who says, go, my X-Men. And he telepathically pushes all of the X-Men, all of the active mutants, excuse me, on Earth to go through Krakoan Gates. But we see Nightcrawler at, I think this is Washington Square Park. Yeah, um, looks at, like it. At Washington Square Park saying, resist, right? We, that's just our first little hint that something's up. And we see uh, Rebecca Essex, a.k.a. Mother Righteous, um, going through her own gate and grabbing the Atlantic arm of Krakoa and putting it onto her own astral plane like a little snow globe and she ascends into the cosmos. I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not quite sure what happened in the scene. No clue. No, no clue. clue, but I'm just nodding and saying yes. But then the Pacific Krakoan arm, all of the mutants are going through the gate and back at the Hellfire Gala, um, we see Kitty and Emma with Lourdes Chantel saying, resist, resist. Lourdes isn't saying it, but Emma and Kitty are. So then we find out that there is the Red Triangle Protocol, which is a psychic defense, should Xavier ever be compromised. And this was institutionalized largely in response to the emergence of a telepath, Emma Frost, gasp, um, a.k.a. the White Queen, a.k.a. Hazel Kendall, which we're going to circle back on, and a.k.a. the Ice Queen. And basically, this is just like a triangle forming that, you know, when there is a psychic attack, you're being attacked by your actual thoughts, your conscious and your subconscious. And all these protocols were put into place. So when when Xavier is compromised, certain X-Men who have been trained in this protocol will be able to resist Xavier. I, I don't dislike that at all, by the way, sidebar. I thought that yeah, was No, I mean, there should be something. There should yeah. be something in place. They they fight enough telepaths. Emma was villainous for a long time. It makes sense. Yeah, and, and following the Dark Phoenix saga, that's great. Anyways, we'll, we'll circle back on this. But, sure. you know, um, back in the astral plane, Angelica and Jean are still talking. And she's like, Jean, please, I don't want to do this alone. How do I contact survivors? 
And Gene's like, don't worry. If anyone comes for you, just blame Beast and be open and honest. And she's here. Like, I know. I love that line. Blame Beast. Blame Beast. And she's here like, you know, mutants have always been feared and hated. And now mutants are going to fear and hate you. You need to stand strong. Like the, you you need to find the survivors. You we're, we're putting the shoulders of the survival of mutants on you because you're going to be the one front and center. You're going to be in the lion's den. And then so... Gene says, I got to go. I'm dying. Goodbye, Firestar. Be brave. And we cut out to Gene's skeleton. And it looks like it's disintegrating. It's turning to ash. But she is a full-blown skeleton. She's dead. Back in New York, Cyclops is in an ambulance. And he hears Gene's voice saying, goodbye, Scott. I loved you. And Scott is like, Gene, don't go. Please, I need you. I love you. Elsewhere, Wolverine is in front of a gate fighting off Orcus people, and he says, resist, and Jean's voice comes to him. And I actually, I love this dialogue. She says, Logan, hear me, wake up. And he's here like, Jeannie, oh no, what have they done? And she says, we've almost lost it all tonight, but the fight's not over. I loved you too, and I need you to do what you do best for me. And he pops his claws and literally goes berserker rage all over these goons um then we have destiny going through the gate saying raven listen to charles as she goes through and then exodus excuse me exodius shout out hammy (laughs) uh pushing (laughs) the five through the gate saying away away and Raven, Mystique, is like, no, I'm not going to listen to you, Charles. How dare you take control of me? I guess she has, like, a seizure resisting him. She doesn't. It doesn't look like she knows the resist protocols, nor would you ever trust Mystique with such protocols. No. But this is, oh, God, this is so lame. But then she crashes through a window, falls on a rock, bleeds out, and then is taken away by the ocean. And Dr. Stasis is just laughing at, at him, at her, excuse me. And then we cut back to the few X-Men that are resisting. It looks like I can't tell if that's Kamala there, but like they gave Kamala those protocols pretty quickly. They sure (laughs) did. I'm like, they gave Kamala like the the keys to the kingdom. Moira has changed her outfit and Dr. Stasis is like, ooh, look, Moira, nice costume change. And basically Emma, Talon, Northstar, Captain Kate, Angel, Bishop, Psylocke, Lourdes, and Penance are all, you know, been fighting Charles. They want Lourdes to get them out of there, teleport them. Moira's like, oh, hell no, I'm getting that teleporter. And she throws the blade she used to kill Jean, which kills Pat Loika, friend of the podcast, awesome cosplay photographer. That's actually him, Familia. That's the only celebrity like I can, like, eyeball here. But that is Pat Loika, who is murdered by Moira, and Romeo just screams when he sees Pat fall to the floor. And then Moira jumps on on Xavier. And as they open fire on the group of mutants, they are able to teleport out. And they're, they, they get to New York City's old Hellfire Club in the sewers of it. And they're like, well, we need to go back. We need to go back. And Lourdes is like, no, this is just a one-time, a one-way trip. Because she, in fact, was shot and she dies in Emma's arms. It is heartbreaking. I love Lourdes so much. I am so sad this happened. Nimrod, back at the Hellfire Gala, Nimrod comes back with, oh, talk about things I don't need to see. I, I don't know if it's 
like Juggernaut has been cut in half. He's definitely missing an arm, but Juggernaut is bloody and Nimrod is just dragging him and throws him. Moira has had another outfit change. It's more in her doctor outfit and she's holding a knife and saying that she wants to kill Xavier back at the Hellfire Club. Emma had put in a gate there and she's here like, you know what? That's it. We're going back to the Hellfire Club, or excuse me, the Hellfire Gala. I, I just need to get close enough to give them all a lethal stroke. But as she tries to attempt to go through the gate, whoops, she's locked out. And every mutant is locked out of the gate. No one can get through. And at the Hellfire Gala, it all comes to a bitter end because the humans that had remained that were promised to be safe if Xavier complied have actually been double-crossed and Dr. Stasis orders uh, their execution and they are killed. And Moira finally has the knife up against Xavier's throat. She's here like, I'm going to kill you. And he says, I'm ready. And she's here like, that's right. Be brave. And he goes, oh, I wasn't talking to you. And Lenore Zan, oh, I'm sorry, Rogue, comes in, like literally just rips Moira in half. And Moira is screaming, stop her. And I love this line. Talk about like a fabulous line. And I just hear Lenore's voice in this. Next time she's on the podcast, we're going to have her say this line. She looks at Rogue looks at Firestar and she goes, Firestar, be seen, you traitor. Sleep with the lights on, sugar. And she flies out. And Xavier's like, oh, my God, Rogue, you need to take me to Krakoa. And she's like, no, Charles, that'll be suicide. He goes, no. All of the mutants that walked through the gate, they were meant to go to Araco, but I can't reach any of them. I'm. I, I, I don't know what's going on. I think what happened was that they were put into a meat grinder when they went through the Krakoan gate and they're all dead. And Rogue is like, no, there were so many mutants that were going through the gate. That can't be it. A quarter million mutants. A quarter million mutants. And he's screaming, they're all dead. I killed them. Now leave me. Go avenge them. I mean, that, I felt that was a little rushed, but he's here like, go away, Rogue. And so... Rogue flies away, and the caption reads, Krakoa, population one. And then we get the fall of X. And then we get um, a post-credit you know, credit scene, I guess, post-issue scene with Captain Kate up against the gate. And, of course, we know historically since Marauders, she has not been able to use the gate. But as she's leaning against the gate, Kate falls through it. And she lands in Jerusalem, where she is greeted by Orcus soldiers and they go, what the hell is this? And Kate says, sigh, you fellows aren't going to behave, are you? And they're all pointing guns at her. And the issue ends. Okay, I think we got every. I think we were pretty thorough there. I think so. I think so. But I just, I, I'm, I want to be, before we get into our thoughts, I just want to be clear on how devastating this is for, yes. for the mutants and the X-Men. I'm, I, rather than list the confirmed dead, I'm going to confirm who we know is alive at this point, because I'm just going to assume that anybody not on this list is, is, is dead. Yes. So, so it's a confirmed alive, confirmed alive. And I might be missing folks, but mm. Emma, Kitty, Sink, Talon, North star, Aurora, Dakin, Monet, Rasputin, Ms. Marvel, Bishop, Psylocke, Gambit, Archangel, Romeo, Kingpin, Nightcrawler, Cyclops, Rogue, Xavier, Wolverine. If you're not on the list, you dead, motherfucker. I mean, it should be noted that Gene and Bobby have their own minis after this. So we Fair. can assume they're 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 question marks. They're Gene question marks. 
said in the past, I'm pretty sure. I, I mean, Gene is really, really dead. I mean, but I will say the marketing copy for the Gene Gray mini says that this mini sets up her next appearance in Fall of X. But we're, we'll, we'll, we'll get into our speculation on all of that. Of course. Uh, I, you know, we'll, we'll, I don't know how to feel about this. This, to me, is putting the X-Men back to X-Men Disassembled. That era right before Hickman came in. So we're back to square one. We we, we just went yeah. back to three, four years ago. And that was a really dark time. Yeah. I don't know. So I, I'm going to give you my full-blown feels. I hated Jeez. this. I hated this. It, it, and and I, again, I was excited for a massacre. I love the Red Wedding on Game of Thrones. I thought that was so much fun. I got the tea. I love the Mutant Massacre. Yeah, I got the tea that that my favorite character may not be making it out alive, you know, to watch and see. But I was prepared for that. But even like, I just did not feel good about it. No, I I I, I didn't I, I didn't feel great about it. But I I honestly, the beginning of it, I was I was I was kind of into. Aside from the awkward plug for Hickman's new book, yeah. um, and I was especially into into the team lineup so everything up until you know up through the reveal of the team um i i, I was really into it because you, you you know anyone who listens to us knows that i love generation x i love you know the new x-men academy x kids um so definitely having sync and talon in the leadership roles um you know getting prodigy jubilee on the team uh it, it felt right it felt like the kids are finally graduating and 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 marvel seemed um, not just that, Marvel seemed like they were poised to to finally give us this team of like super diverse characters. You know, there are four people of color, two of them were women, one of them was queer. Um, you know, two characters, uh, two two of the characters had 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 never been you know on a main team before, and they they obviously uh, you know they deserve the opportunity. Um, and they killed half of the fucking exterminators who had the best comic of, of 2022, including Dazzler, who, you know, presumably, according to your polling, uh, won the fan vote and has one of the most rabid and underserved fan bases in all of comics. And yet this is this is what they choose to do. They play into exactly what longtime stand of the X-Men would want to see the kids grow up and make make the A-team, to see Cyclops and Jean Grey step aside and, and let these new characters, uh, uh, you know, step up. Um, and, and of course, they're all wiped out with ease. I mean, it's, it's you know, of course, Jubilee has her head stomped in. Of course, Why? Dazzler is elected to the X-Men and dies without saying a fucking word the entire issue, which... I have to admit, it's so on brand for her. It's kind of fucking hilarious, but it infuriates I, I, me. This is like when we were thought we were getting Dazzler, Agent of Shield, and it was just misposing <sighs> at hers. You know what I mean? It infuriates. It boils my blood. Here's the thing: what was the point of the X Men vote? I, I, I'm sorry. Don't, don't antagonize your crazy X stands. Like, thank you. Don't do that. Don't antagonize it. It's you know antagonistic. Just, you know what should have happened? One of them survived. The winner survived yes. and gets to yes. join whatever new team is coming. That, right? I don't care. Listen, I don't care that 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 all this entire team is wiped out. But the character who won the polling should be carried over because now it's like, yeah. oh, so all that campaigning, everything was for nothing. And then why yeah. not? Why not do something else? I've said this so many times. Why not vote for a new council member? Why not vote for a new Brotherhood agent or someone to get a solo, a mini solo series, something like that, whatever. 
it infuriates me that we were all campaigning. We were all excited for all these characters. And then, oh, guess what? Everyone wins. JK, they're all murdered within seconds of yeah. of, of, of Nimrod. The only one who survives is Juggernaut. And, is, and even then, Juggernaut is killed panels later. Yeah, yeah. And you know, of course, when the dust settles on, on this event, we'll be right back with a team starring Cyclops, Gene, Kitty, and Wolverine because they'd never actually give a headlining X-Men book to in anybody else. And I think that is what makes me so frustrated is because it, it, Marvel doesn't seem to know how or seem to care to make these stories good or 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 even more than just vehicles for bullshit. Like it it works on the level that that they or or their marketing department will want it to. Um, because it does, of course, make me want to see, you know, what the fuck could possibly come next after this. I'm not saying I'm gonna pick any of it up because I think I'm I think I'm pretty much out, but none of that makes a good story. It just makes it a vehicle for their bullshit. Yeah. You know, I've been talking to some people on DMs and they're like, I'm out too on this. And it, it, the thing about this is kind of like an ultimatum, right? The, the yeah, the, the, the I alluded to that earlier. Yeah. It's very that, and and it, it is very much X Men disassembled, where it's just oblique. And what I was trying to say earlier was, you need to make your characters cool, right? Yeah. Like I know that's such a weird, like fundamental thing to say, but like I don't want to see these characters murdered like that. I, I just no. don't, it does not make me feel good. You know what I want it. It's okay. You can kill Jubilee, but you know what? Jubilee literally holds up her finger and like blasts Nimrod right in the eye before he executes her, something like that. Gene, yeah. like being stabbed in the back by Moira, when we know that they can somehow pick up robots in the past. It's just, it's whatever the story wants. And Gene, again, fine, she killed her with, with, with that serum that, that inhibits her powers. Why is Gene still telepathically communicating then with Firestar? Did, where Where is He's slowly dying. Slowly. They, they, made it, they made it kind of, they, they uh, you know, it wasn't a quick death for poor Gene. She was clearly suffering. But like, it's just it's some of those things that just like really irk me. And like, I don't I don't know. I, I'm not walking away from the Hellfire Gala being like, oh, what happens next? I'm like, really? You just did this. And again, we should be excited. This is the yeah. one thing I, I, I always say, because you and I can always disagree on a comic. Right. But at the end of the day, we're like, but you got to pick this up. You know, whether yeah. you like it or not, yeah. th this is a this is a moment. Go for it. Like exterminators like X. Oh, X Factor was the one we disagreed on. But like go pick up X Factor because there's no right. denying this is a book that, that shit is happening that you should pick up. And this, I'm like, mm, if you want. Shit it, is happening. Shit is happening, but I don't know if I'm excited <laughs> for it. I, I, I don't know if I want to talk about it. Yeah, no, I, I and and it, 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 it just, it was gore porn, like start to finish once the violence started. There was no need for Jubilee's head to be stomped in. There was no need for us to graphically see Dazzler and 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 prodigy be literally ripped in half in a, in a in a bloody splash page there was just who is this for who's gonna enjoy this who's gonna care what comes next aside from presumably everybody coming back from the dead whenever the fuck that 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 happens i mean they should have I, been able to go down with a fight. Why is it all of a sudden the, the these mutants are all weak and feeble? This is what I don't understand because your team right here with Talon, Sink, 
cannonball dazzler dazzler couldn't have been like hell yeah and like boom like it why couldn't they go out fighting why did they have to die like what the shock 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 value but the shock wasn't even good shock value i like good shock value i I genuinely could be like oh my god that was shocking that's not shocking that's pathetic i agree i i listen i agree and and what i need what, what 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 i need to know is how is dazzler even dead she shouldn't be able to die. She can't die. There's a long-standing cliffhanger that has been acknowledged in like fairly recently. I can't I can't remember exactly where, but I feel like in the recent past somebody in the Xbox has actually alluded to the, you know, the long-standing plot thread from New Excalibur that Dazzler can resurrect herself. Now, can she resurrect herself from being ripped in half? Probably not, which is probably why they killed her. Well, no. Let that's giving saying that they probably killed her because because they wanted to make it clear that she couldn't resurrect herself is giving them too much credit. Nobody even fucking rem- on this creative or editorial team probably even remembers Cannonball's that supposed Dazzler to be an immortal. He's an immortal. Exactly. He, he shouldn't be able exactly. to die either. Dazzler and Cannonball should be fine after this. I I'm okay that like listen, if you wanted to pull off a, you know, a mutant genesis where you know like they they go off into krakoa and they die and you have to assemble a new team like that's fine i'm I'm okay with that like the x-men sure, died. sure. like i'm short but like be smart about it like i would have liked this team to have been active to have gone out on a mission and just been not prepared for something and 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 you can have an interesting commentary there about like you know, I, what, what are what Krakow and X-Men and are they being trained and stuff like that properly if there's yeah. no more? I, I guess they have like a danger island or something like that. Is it really the best thing to, yeah. you know, let friends elect their friends to the X-Men with no yeah. thought to training or, no thought, or like, how? Yeah. No matter like, how yeah. senior, no matter someone like Cannonball or Dazzler, maybe they needed more training. That's fine. I'm okay with the stuff like that. But, but like, they didn't give us that. They, and, and, and what infuriates me again, it's that this team right here is perfect. And I guarantee you, if Fall of X would star this team trying to get Krakoa back on track, you would have like a Phalanx Covenant situation. I mean, think about Phalanx Covenant. It was Emma, Banshee, Jubilee going up against the Phalanx. That was fun. It was character dynamics. What what is this bullshit here? Why why did you just kill off the most interesting characters? You know? What 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 kills me about this is like it. Sh- I, 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 granted, it still would end with Gene dying. Sorry, I'm not necessarily advocating for Gene dying, but a more interesting story to me would have been Nimrod and or- Orcus wiped out all of the A-listers, all of the people that we usually see on an X-Men team, and the elected team of X-Men was all that was left, and have to save the mutant race. That would be an interesting story. What they have chosen to do doesn't interest me at all do like an extreme x-men where they were in search of destiny's diaries this team is in search of the five where did the five go we have yeah. to track down the five because the five are the key to the resurrection you know yep. and by the way the the five are adorned in phoenix imagery you know what i mean like so you can even just have by whatever plot device you want bring the yeah. phoenix in and the five are empowered by the phoenix and Bring back all the dead mutants whatever i think it's going to be gene who who gets it's going to be gene it's going to be gene i think in the end, I think you are going to be thrilled because I have a feeling that Jean is going to have a big white phoenix comeback. Echo is going to lose her phoenix sliver if she hadn't already. I don't follow the Avengers books, but like there will be a big Jean phoenix moment. Probably white phoenix and she I will. Phoenix. I, I, don't I really know. want it. Listen, I... 
the Jean Grey, I've talked about it, the Jean Grey Mini, I, I'm coming at it with an open heart, but I, I'm, I'm not expecting much. Who's it's writing like, it? It's Louis Simonson. Oh, well then, yeah, so it's definitely going to be set in the past. I mean, no no, no offense to Wheezy. We love her dearly. She's, yeah. she's and, well, she's not Wheezy, but, you know, Wheezy is the other, is the, anyway, point being, we love her, but they're giving her X-Men Legends type stories, yeah. not flagship. I mean, let's see. The, the marketing copy says she has to look in her past to understand what happened with Mutant Kind. I don't know. Listen, I'm not we'll here. See. We'll see. I, At I, least she's getting something after it. death. That's right. Dazzler once again is being like shafted. But here, uh, let, let's talk about Kamala being resurrected because she's yeah. full blown resurrected in an egg here. I think we 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 have differing opinions on that, and that's fine because shocking. I love I, I shocking, but I love that people are excited that Kamala is a mutant. That's great. I want to be sold on it. I think the the way it's been handled is not right. I mean, they killed her off in Spider Man. They bring her back here. I wish it would have been a moment, like a really powerful moment, where Kamala finds out while she's alive, not having to kill her, that she is a mutant, and and Emma comes and talks to her. You know, because and, and I I would want more out of Emma in these scenes because I think the key to writing a good Emma, and we've talked about this, Emma cares about students. Yeah, and I don't believe for a second that Emma would parade. I mean, okay, that's kind of like I, I as I'm saying that a lot. I'm not sure. Okay, how about this? I think the second Miss Marvel said, I'm not comfortable coming out as a mutant, Emma would have backed out. I think Emma yeah. would have totally wanted a publicity kid, you know, front and center. But I yeah. think Emma cares about her students so much that she would have been like, okay, don't worry about it. Well, to be fair, I don't I, I don't remember her pushing that hard. Maybe you I, I I don't know. She did bring it up again. That 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 is true. But I I don't know. My general thoughts on the matter, I mean, of course, of course we have differing opinions. Um yeah, I do. I I agree with you that it's a little wild that um, someone that that just headlined their own MCU series last year uh, was killed off in the pages of Spider Man and resurrected in X Men rather than in her own title uh, or an event starring her. But like, whatever. That's just kind of how it goes uh, these days. But I I'm. It's no secret, of course, that I'm a big Kamala stan. But with the caveat that I don't actually enjoy the humans very much like at all yeah so obviously i'm fine with her being a mutant and i actually thought that the stuff at the top of the issue was was, was pretty great i mean it's another forced marvel retcon but so far as these things go i i thought it was done i thought it was done okay again with the caveat that they're actually going to do something with her mixed heritage i think that given the hostility between the mutants and the inhumans over the last decades i think kamala being a linchpin in between them could could even bring the Inhumans in to help the mutants in in Fall of X. I think that her being a uniting force that could be uh, an interesting story to me. And and I know that a lot of people you know are kind of like Ms. Marvel doesn't need to be a mutant. Don't tire to the X Men. But I I I hear that. But personally i kind of vibe with the idea because of how much carol danvers uh in her previous ms marvel identity was was tied to the x-men i mean claremont had carol hanging out in uncanny x-men for about a year's worth of pretty epic stories uh in the early 80s after after rogues you know stole her powers and he even went so far to repower her in in uncanny x-men but he stopped short of calling her a mutant and calling her a member of the team so I think it's kind of cool to have, you know, Kamala take those last two steps that her predecessor 
uh, never did. Um, I don't know. It just kind of, I, it, it, it is a forced retcon. It is kind of, you know, not handled with the grace and care that it should have been. But for me personally, just the idea of it works. And I think, I think her new look is adorable. Like I'm simple. <laughs> yeah. I, so you, you, as always, when I hear your side, I'm like, okay, fine. Like that kind of makes sense. Like with Miss Marvel, like having such a binary, having such a strong ties to the X-Men. I, I don't dislike that. I think for me, it's like, everything we had to go through during the Inhumans era at Marvel and how editorial editorial was mean during that era that Tom Perfort's form spring was basically trolling X fans and Inhumans versus X-Men was just trolling X-Men fans and confirming our fears at the time. Yeah. So yeah. I think what, what, you know, the argument I, I see so much is like, well, she was originally intended to be a mutant. I'm like, fine, but, they made her an inhuman and she had a flawless story, but also that was because of direct result of the film rights. And now because of the film rights, again, they're going to make her a mutant, you know, inhuman hybrid. What what happens? Like Marvel 20, got a Marvel. But no, 2030. So film rights are just going to dictate our characters now. And yes. by the way, yes, this is a content factory. I hate to break it to you, but I, this is a content. But factory I want, now. I want the world before MCU film rights. Like I, Same. I, I love the idea of like, uh, you know, Medusa being an inhuman and being on the Fantastic Four. I love the idea that Kamala can be an inhuman who is, you know, the X-Men liaison or whatever. You know, I want a world where we have both X-Men and inhumans. So I agree with you with hopefully your vision uh, that, that comes to pass, which is like Kamala will unite these two tribes. I love that. If you're telling me that's the story and that's what's going to happen. Great. I'm here for it. 100 percent. Sign me up. But I'm, I am pessimistic and I am cynical. And. You know, the, the outfit I think is great. For good reason. For good reason. I just don't want her to... I love the bolts, the Carol Danver bolts. I know she still has one blacked out on her upper shoulder. You know, yeah. that's fine. But all the other ones have been re replaced with X symbols. Ugh, I just think what makes her so unique is that she has strong ties to Carol. She's, in many ways, a byproduct of Carol, but the opposite of what Carol is. Yeah. And... and, and I hope they keep that. You know, we did get that panel with Rogue and Carol talking and Kamala in the background. But part of me was like, why did she run up to hug Carol? But we can assume it happened off panel or something like that. I, I was I was definitely going to say that while we were speaking of Canel, Canel, while we were speaking of Carol, I, I, I did want to mention that that panel of her and Rogue. I loved them standing there looking fabulous together. Yeah. I love that it's all water under the bridge and that they can be. I, I guess teammates. I guess they'll be there. They're both Avengers at this point. So, yeah. I, I would love to. I, I'll I'll circle back and say that I would love to see interaction between the three of them. I'd love, uh, you know, Kamala, Carol, and and Rogue to to get an epic team up of some sort in this new mutant Ms. Marvel age. Yeah, listen, I I I want. I think it's going to be Rogue's time to shine again. On uh, she's going back to the Unity Squad. I yeah. we love Rogue here with penance. Um, with penance. Oh, I'm so excited. She deserves it. She 100 does deserve it. I just, you know, but the issue itself, you know, when I saw the preview pages and we saw Forge in front of like a city and in, in, in dialogue, we find out that they're solving the housing insecurities, uh, food shortages, you know, and that's what a city on Earth can look like. I thought they were going to be talking about how they're going to be building cities in Krakoa. Krakoa for mm -hmm. me feels still very nebulous. I'm not quite sure how Krakoa works. How are people living on like, Krakoa? Like, how are people living there? Like, do they have restaurants there? Like, do people people still need to be educated? Like, I, I, I need some more. So I thought they were unveiling a Krakoan city, like on Krakoa. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
so I was kind of disappointed on that. Um, I don't know, man. Like this is of just... all the things in this, that's what you're disappointed. No, oh my god, I know. Well, you know, I'm all about that world building. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I I like the fastball special with 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 strong guy. Yep. And had and to call that out, Captain Kate. I love it. I I thought that was really good. I'm not, you know, Hazel Kendall, an alias for Emma Frost, is something I've been seeing pop up a lot online. Are you aware of this? Yeah, but, it was it was it was an alias she used in yeah. Invincible Iron Man, which I haven't read, but I looked it up. I think it was it was yeah, it was a fake identity. Uh, she was a scientist, Hazel Kindle, in Invincible Iron Man number six, but that just came out in May, so we yeah. can be forgiven for not having read that. Well, people are ever like, wanting to read are that. ever wanting to read that. Well, a lot of people online were saying this was her real name. And I was like, uh, no, it's it not. It specifically says here that it's an alias it's, and it combines her mother's yep. first name with Hazel the last. Uh, I don't know where they cuts, got. Of course, it cuts off right there. But yeah, it's, it, it involves her mother's first name. Right. Yeah, it's definitely Hazel Frost, who we loved, who was on who Gene can even sense was on a bunch of different medications during new X-Men. But I, you know, I did not walk away really loving this. And I, I, I would have liked to have seen I know Emma is more of a battle ready character, but th- th- after they were done leaving the island, the she's kind of like upset. And she's trying to go through the gate. And it's kind of like a cute moment where Kate's like this. So this is how it feels. I don't think comedy should have been in that situation because I think Emma is should be severely traumatized at the idea that her students at this island nation that she did not want to do, but was sold on. She said one more for the children has now been in ruins. I think Emma would be hysterical, like Genosha level hysterical. And I think she would be in her diamond form to avoid feeling emotions, which is what we know. I know this is nitpicking. I know this is, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking, but like, I just think it was exactly what I want. I don't, I, I just think Emma would be a little bit more traumatized, a little bit more. I, I Listen, she had a plan. How about that? She had a plan. So I'm not going to nitpick it. She wanted to give everyone a stroke. She was being vengeful. And I don't think Emma would ever do something like that of in her right frame of mind. So I, but- I think Kitty's probably using humor because she has PTSD as well. So I, I I do agree, Emma, you know, given how we saw her after uh, Genosha would have more of a reaction than this. But I, I also think she knows that she's it at this yeah. point. She is the leader of the mutant race uh, at this point, because she doesn't trust Charles. No one should. Yeah, no one. Yeah. And and Charles just bowed so easily. I just I can't like, I don't know. They, they were defeated too easily. Again, I'm walking away from this issue, not feeling good, not feeling not feeling the vibes from it. And it just really again. I mean, you have Gene and Xavier and Emma at a party. They should have been able to shut that down within yep. seconds. They should within have been seconds. able. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And where the fuck is Black Tom Cassidy? How did he not see? Oh, I guess they're not physically on Krakoa. So fine. They're, fine. they're you know, fine, whatever. But, but I, okay. I do have to, to take a moment and tell you what I am vibing with. And that is a lot of the art. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it has let me let me just read the artists that this issue has. It has Adam Kubert, Luciano Vecchio, Matteo Lali, Russell Dodderman, Javier Pina, R.B. Silva, Joshua Cassara, Chris Anka, and Pepe Larraz. I mean, that is an incredible lineup of artists. And I believe this is Chris Anka's 
first time back in the X-Men since the Bendis era, which he's one of my personal favorites. I, I love him and I, I'm happy to have him back. And and he's the only one that drew Emma with with blood on her white outfit. So yeah, I'm, and he designed that outfit, too, for her. He did. He did. Yeah. Anyways, those are our feels on the Hellfire Gala year three. I, more to come, but I think we're already going on to two hours with this episode. <laughs> I I mean, I just have to, to, to close my thoughts by posing a question to you, which is, can you believe that both of our girls are fucking dead? This is going to be horrific. I am not, I'm not okay with it. I mean, I believe they're going to come back, obviously. Of the course. Part of me believes they're going to, but I cannot believe we have an issue where both Gene and Dazzler are murdered very gruesomely and i just it, it does not does not make me feel well and and i am furious for dazzler stands because i think it this needed to be dazzler's moment it needed to be we have been yeah. teased so many times and yet again instead of giving her her big moment ascending to the big leagues she is something trauma she experiences more trauma because why the hell not i will be talking about this online for a very long time <laughs> Blink, where can people hang out with you online? You can find me at Flinkman on Instagram and on threads. Oh, I, don't, I know. I love threads. I, I didn't tweet, but uh, I may thread. We'll we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I haven't really yet. You're the only person I have interacted with. But but if people want me there, let me know. I'll, I, I, I may give it a go. And we're at Power of X-Men and we're wearing all black because <laughs> all of our mutants are dead. So, you know, you can hit us up, tell us all your feels and we'll be dissecting. We'll have much more episodes oh, yeah. with, with about the Hellfire Gala in, in, in the coming weeks and lots of speculation. But yeah, until Can't then, wait to hear. just slide into our DMs. All right. Bye, guys.